Chapter 2 On Being a Counsellor Before you start to explore whether counsellor training might be for you, come with me to meet three experienced counsellors and to hear them talk about their work. When I talked to them, I had some particular questions in mind. What kind of person is drawn to be a counsellor? What is it like to work as a counsellor? What particular satisfactions do counsellors get from their work? I make some observations at the end of the chapter, but they are by no means conclusive. I wonder what you notice as you listen to these interviews. I have not revealed the identity of the interviewees so that they are free to talk about their work and their lives. Counselling in the Voluntary Sector The first counsellor works in a busy centre which houses a comprehensive counselling service, individual, couple and group counselling, and offers counsellor training in a large town in the south-east. The town is on a main rail route within commuting distance of London and has seen an influx of young families attracted by access both to the nearby countryside and to work in the London area. The centre was founded in the early 1970s by a group of enthusiastic and energetic volunteers who recognised the need for councillors to serve a rapidly growing population who were usually having to manage their lives without the day-to-day -day support of their wider families. The counselling service is based in a semi-detached house near the rail station and five minutes' walk from the town centre. From the outside, the only thing which distinguishes it from the other tidy houses in the street is a plaque with the name of the centre on the wall next to the main door. Inside, the offices are on the ground floor and there are two main floors, each with three counselling rooms and a waiting area. The counselling rooms are comfortable and soundproof, but not luxurious. The centre is a hive of activity for five and a half days a week. The counselling service still relies on the work of a team of around 30 dedicated volunteer counsellors. Some have other work and give a few hours a week. Others work mainly here. We are about to meet a counsellor who has been a mainstay of this centre from the beginning. She sits in front of me now, leaning forward and talking animatedly, in a way which is characteristic of her. She enjoys conversation and has a lively curiosity, which often leads her to look beneath the surface of the obvious. Here she is, talking about her work. I started to train as a counsellor in 1975. I was just finishing a degree in social studies and I was doing a hospital social work placement at a local psychiatric hospital. A group called the Counselling Network had just formed locally and I went along to a meeting because I was interested in finding out about counselling. At the meeting were a group of people who were talking about setting up a counselling service in the town. I was really excited by the idea. I had enjoyed the casework part of my social studies placement, but I didn't like the bureaucracy of social work, all the paperwork and form filling. So I talked to them and they explained how I could do an introductory course in London and that's how I started. I have been doing individual counselling for a number of years, but last year I stopped doing that and decided to focus on work with couples and groups. I did a course in couples work about ten years ago. 
I am seeing about four couples at any one time now, and I run two therapy groups. I have done all this work for the counselling centre that we set up in the 1970s. I get paid for the group conducting, and I get an honorarium each year for the rest of the counselling. I suppose that when I was doing individual work, the most I was paid was £900 to £1,000 in a year. I was seeing six individuals and three couples a week, but when I think of it, there are seven people in each of the groups, and so, although I only work for a day and an evening now, I have twenty-two people I see in a week. That's a lot of people to think about. But in the groups, people help each other. There are things that happen in a group that can never happen in individual counselling. For instance, one of the group members may say to another, You are telling us a sad story and you are smiling. You have several people...